0: Hey, one more thing before you go. Christmas is all about family and friends, traditions, food, music, dance, presents, and so much more. As I promised, this week is all about Christmas. And in this episode, as well as some subsequent bonus episodes on Thursday and Friday, we're going to explore some of my guest's favorite Christmas or Hanukkah memories, their traditions from all over the world, and what the holiday means to them. Stay tuned. In this first holiday episode, we have a conversation with three unique individuals, Alan C. Paul, a musician, author, and a podcaster from the Sunshine State of Florida who enjoys discussing culture, family, and purpose. My second guest is my friend and a fellow podcaster, you've heard him here before. He's a Kentuckian, James Leo York, who shares with us his favorite memory of going back into the holler, and we'll explain what that is, with his dad, to get a Christmas dinner for the da- for the family. And then Dr. Dawn Menje, She's a teacher. She's an author. She's a mother and a grandmother whose favorite Christmas memory was turned into a book for children. So stay tuned. Stick with us through the rest of this week because I'm going to share with you me and my wife's favorite Christmas memories as well as a little bit of history about Christmas origins, where it comes from, how it got to where it is today. Hope you enjoy these conversations as much as I did. Hey, welcome to One More Thing Before You Go. In this special episode this week of uh, Christmas and Hanukkah celebrations and everything holiday, um, we've got a a unique guest here, Alan C. Paul. He's a musician, he's an author, he's a podcaster. He enjoys discussing culture and family and purpose. He helps creators to master their mindsets so they can impact the world. And that's like a wonderful thing. And today, we're going to talk about... uh, Christmas memories and Christmas uh, everything, Christmas, Christmas sharing, Christmas happy, Christmas
1: love, Christmas <laughs> Christmas. Absolutely so can't get enough of it. So welcome to the show. Alan. Thank you so much, Michael. Thank you for inviting me, and it's a pleasure to be here.
0: Well, let's let's talk about um, you know everybody's got their favorite Christmas memory. I can remember some uh, way back when. I've got a few that I uh, unfortunately I I've got several really good ones and several really bad ones, but the good ones always stick out in my mind and. Um, let's talk about yours. You have a, you have a favorite Christmas memory?
1: Well, there's, like you said, there's, there's, it's funny how like the, 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 the happy and the sad all come together. Uh, I guess poignant would be the best word for you for it uh, when it comes to Christmas, because the memories can all combine like the, 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 the the happiness of opening gifts, the happiness uh, for me, um, celebrating Christmas with my family. And the, the, the first memory that pops into my mind is actually, uh, leading up to christmas and uh, my family we all grew up in pensacola florida which is the panhandle of florida so it's very kind of kind of small town small city not huge so everybody knows everybody and you know we have a uh, i have uh, two brothers and one sister my mother and my father uh was, you know very very basic clamp family unit growing up my father's a dentist my mom a piano teacher and um and also helped my dad in his dental practice so, and uh my brother and sisters all range right around, you know, ages from, you know, I guess we're about five to seven years apart. So I'm the oldest. So what we would do at Christmas is that we would always gather around the piano in the living room. Uh my mom, as I said, was a teacher and a pianist, and I'm a pianist as well. So my father would open up uh the Bible and read a Christmas story, Luke chapter two. And we'd have this little advent wreath, and that's why I mentioned coming up to Christmas. We'd have this advent wreath, and so in Advent, you'd light one of these candles each week, and there'd be like this little story to go along or a devotional with the advent calendar. And then we would finally get to the end of the day. We would go read the Christmas story, and then we would have my mom, and we would sing a couple of, of Christmas carols and things like that, and just choosing who would read the story i remember the maybe the first time i got to read the story i thought i had like graduated you could have thought i was president because i got a chance to read the story and i think that memory of just the tradition of being with my family singing the two songs singing the three songs always somebody interrupting the dog knocking over almost knocking over the wreath there's always something that happened, that like tried to throw off the tradition. But the fact that we kept it going pretty much even through Zoom uh, for the last like 20 years, that's that memory sticks out, number one. I have some other ones that are probably less fun <laughs> than I had already, but that's the good one. There's others that where things didn't go so well.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. You know, family, I think, of course, especially the last couple of years, I think family is really important um, with regard to the unfortunate um, last two years, I should say, because there's been a lot of people that have lost family members and so forth. And as everybody knows with this particular podcast, we talk about that in uh, various forms. And the fact that, uh, you know, you always have one more thing that you can say to somebody, or one more thing that you can do for somebody. And holidays are tough when somebody's gone, and yep. uh, whether it be unexpectedly or be expected. Uh, you know, I've lost people both directions unexpectedly, as well as uh, through disease or through cancer or something. So it was always kind of an expected, uh, journey, we'll call it a journey. So, you know, it, how important do you think it is for, um, for people to spend family, you know, Christmas with family?
1: Uh, it's, it's incredibly important, especially as you're saying, and I, I think that the, 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 Addendum to that story is where I'm at now. Now I live down here in Miami, Florida. My parents and uh, my my brother and sister now live uh, still in Pensacola, which is 660 miles away. Florida is a big state. Takes me 10 hours to drive if I'm going to drive it. So we have not had that Christmas together. And as you mentioned, COVID and all the other reasons. So the tradition I just mentioned has not happened. And my mother, ha- my mother has overcome and is still dealing with uh, leukemia. My father, diabetic. Sure. And so now, as they got older, and I've said this, actually, I finally got a chance after COVID to visit my father for his 75th anniversary, 75th birthday um, this past October. And that was my one chance to get up there. I knew I wouldn't get to get up there this Christmas because that tradition I just mentioned has kind of died away. I have had some family situations happening where mm-hmm. we are not as close. And so I'm feeling it, even though I have my family here in, Pens- in, uh, in Miami. I'm very happy that my wife would get some spend some time with my in-laws and we've kind of replaced it, but there's no replacing that time. There's no replacing that my father and my mother who have given so much for me kind of are in a place where they're not going to have the same closeness with their kids. Right. That hurts. It's, it's tough for me being very, very transparent, like I almost feel like I've kind of failed in a sense when I come to this time of year because I can't reproduce that memory that I just described to you. And so that one more thing is I would love to just go back and get all that. So if I can't create the entire memory, at least I have to be on the phone. At least I have to do something to say thank you for all the years you did give those wonderful Christmas memories to me so that I can kind of at least repay it or at least keep it going, you know, now with my own family.
0: And your friends, you have kids?
1: Yes. I have three kids. Three kids. Three, well, three, three adults. Can't call them kids anymore. My yeah. youngest is, my youngest is upstairs. She's 20, 23. So yeah, they're, they're all, they're all. I,
0: yeah, they, they, I have, well, mine are 30, wow, 31 and 29. So mm-hmm. yeah, and they're still my kids.
1: Yeah. No yeah. What, but I, I've the like. <laughs> people see me and then they're all, I, I get, I get it all the time. Like you look like your son, you look like your brother. Like, yeah, thank God that I still haven't let all 47 years get to my, Creases yet, thank God. This
0: works, but, yeah, see, I'm, I'm <laughs> exactly. thankful for my hair. See, I still have my hair. So.
1: Exactly. Yeah. This, this, if I, you see, see the streaks here. You could tell, but you know, I'm hiding it on the top.
0: Yeah. Well, you see the white here. It unfortunately comes out on this end of it. But
1: <laughs> I've always
0: got some one up. See, I'm I'm the o- older brother, so it's okay. kinda, i I've got that on my brother, but my brother's losing his hair, so I say, hey, you know, he gives me crap about being old. And so I say, yeah, but look, <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> so,
0: so it's good. <laughs> so how, was it like spending Christmas with, uh, like in, in Florida, you guys get, you know, get snow.
1: Right. Yeah. No, it's always a, uh, we get like maybe, you know, below 70 is like time to take out the winter coats, um, for us. Uh, I have a, now, if I'm married now with my wife for 25 years, Leah, she is Jamaican and Puerto Rican. So now we celebrate a very different kind of <laughs> Christmas where instead of turkey and stuffing, we have jerk chicken and uh and curry this and pretty much anything we can cook. She showed me the menu on the the the, the family chat. And I mean, you would think we were going to have an army platoon <laughs> um over. And there's just like five or six of us and the kids and the nephews and nieces. Uh but yeah, it's still the same thing, still about family, whether whatever culture it is, you know, it is is still about. You know, I think the holiday people, you know, want to find anything else about it that, you Mm. know, whether it be religious, whatever it is, at the end of the day, it is family. It, You know, the story of Christmas started with a family. It's about a family, you know, starting in not so easy situations. And no matter what you're celebrating, it does come back to family.
0: Yeah, and that's important. I think that's important. And, you know, in in years that uh, sometimes uh, Christmas gets lost in the uh, commercialism. And, Absolutely, uh, I think that uh, recently it's come back to family and more importantly, uh, because of um, certain situations, it has uh, really kind of exploded more into making sure that it's family. Like you had know, just said a little bit ago, but your, and I'm sorry about your, your mother. Um, oh, I wish you well on that journey. Thank you. Um, it's you, uh, so you're a musician, right? That's correct. And uh, you, what kind of, what do you play? What do you do?
1: Well, I play pretty much, I always say, have keyboard, will travel. Um, I, you know, graduated with a, with a degree in jazz, uh, but I really Very do cool. play pretty much anything that, um, you know, I work in my church. And so I play, you know, Christian music, gospel music. And then, of course, in the God and gig side, the gigs is obviously anything that they ask me to play on top 40 gigs or whether it be jazz. So, yeah, I, I like to call myself, a, you know, jack of all trades when it comes to music.
0: And this works. This works. And you have a podcast.
1: Correct. That's about your podcast. Mm-hmm. You put, yeah. It's God's the, and Gigs. Yeah, didn't gigs. Yeah, thank you so much for letting me uh, talk about a little bit, and that kind of like you know what I just discussed in a very microcosm between you know my mother teaching me the piano, uh, and then growing up and the you know starting to get my feet into the church and ministry and stuff like that and then of course the whole time being a musician i just realized these three worlds trying to keep your family together keeping an idea of your faith and your foundation and then uh, being business-minded being able to make money in this industry could <laughs> drive yeah. you crazy and so the begotten gig show connects those dots between the spiritual and the practical for creatives and uh, we really just like covered the again anything regarding relationships family business That is what I I do. It's been the last five years. It's been a blessing to be a part of that podcast. And uh, you can find it on any podcast network.
0: That's outstanding. That's outstanding. So what are you gonna do? What do you guys have planned for this Christmas? I mean, obviously
1: there's a huge menu involved. Yeah, the yeah, the huge menu. Yeah, right now actually I get ready to go head out to um to a Christmas show tonight. We're doing three Christmas shows in a row. That's the busy part, that's the the job part. <laughs> so <laughs> it is always where it's like, you know, getting ready for all the um the parties and things like that. And then next week, like I said, uh we'll have our Jamaican uh, uh our multicultural christmas i guess where we'll go to my, my my mother-in-law's in west palm uh also someone that she's overcome a lot of illnesses and big struggles this year had a big accident with a with a with a with a situation with burns and things and like it's like how do we survive 2021 on top of 2020 we're gonna celebrate all that eat a lot of food open our secret santa gifts which we done. My my sister in law is in charge of Secret Santa. I'm late, by the way. My, my wife is helping me get my Secret Santa gift together. I'm I'm so I bad about that. I won't. tell <laughs> Well, we just told everybody, but yeah, sorry, Andre. Anyway, but <laughs> but we're gonna get all that together. And yeah, the memories I believe are all about just hanging around, watching movies, uh, uh, letting the, the my two niece my two nephews um, four and two I believe run around and play with Spider Man dolls. And yeah, I can't I, my part as far as the. Pre- preparation is really just to not mess it up. Just relax. Just very, very cool. Not, yeah, that's the hardest part for me. Is sometimes I want to do too much, and sometimes it's you know I got to sit down and just relax and enjoy the moment. So that's honestly the biggest, the most important thing for me is to not overcomplicate things and overthink it. Just enjoy the moment, take it in, and uh, like you said, these moments don't come every day, and and they don't know we don't know when they'll be over. So I want to take advantage of that.
0: That's an outstanding opportunity. Let's talk about some of the other things you do for the world and for creatives. I think that you you give a contribution back to those of us that are in the creative world from different perspectives. So can we talk a little bit about that?
1: Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate you again. Let me let me talk about God and gigs. And, you know, I, I do have uh my own site, alancpaul.com, and I kind of kind of you know go all over the place when it comes to faith, culture, creativity. It's really just my brain on steroids. And uh God and gigs is just that one section where I really tried to hone into what I do between working in a church, working in the Christian and the faith space, and working in the secular. Whatever you want to call it, whether it be mainstream arts and entertainment, um, whatever that is, the the mainstream arts and gig world, I guess you could say. So I've had freelancers on my show. I've had people that have worked in the White House who played in the White House. I've had Grammy winners on my show, interviewed um, people who have worked with Lady Gaga, Beyonce, Kanye West, all these people who, who are real people. And I love to go behind the scenes to talk about, OK, how do you keep your life together? How do you make sure that you do take care of your family? Things like holidays and balancing out your nine to five job, if you still have a nine to five job. And believe it or not, many of us, especially this great resignation time of 2021, which I was just listening to a podcast about, so many people are quitting their jobs and over this pandemic and they're looking for the next thing and they want something fulfilling. Most of the time, there's something creative or on the inside of us that we don't explore because we feel like we can't make a living doing what we love. And so what I really try to do is just show how you can draw the line between your commitment to yourself, your foundation, the spiritual connections that you need to do that, and then the practical of actually walking through that. What does it take to make a living doing what you love and still have a fulfilled life?
0: That's outstanding. That's amazing. I think and I'll make sure that uh that your link will be in the show notes so that people can get to you both ways uh, through your website and, and that contains every direction that people <laughs> need to connect you, right?
1: Exactly. Yep.
0: Very yep. cool yeah it's it's interesting. I spent a lifetime in law my well a lifetime. I guess some people will call it a lifetime, but my career was in law enforcement before um I got injured. and um you know, uh, we had to re adapt during the holidays because I was always working them. So you know once I retired, it it got better to kind of reconnect and make sure there was family, 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 because there were so many times with that. I missed holidays with my family because of the job. So the the advent of allowing um, family to get together, I think, is the most important thing. So this is one more thing before you go, before we leave. Uh, do you have any words of wisdom you'd like to share about Christmas or or life in general?
1: Mm, well, number one, Michael, thank you so much for inviting me on again. And thank you for your service, by the way. You just mentioned law enforcement. You you spent your life serving other people. I think this is what my my one thing before I go would be. It's to find a way to serve someone is the, the fact that so much in this culture has turned into me, me, me. And if there is one message at Christmas and, you know, again, as from my Christian background, it is about what God did in serving us, doing something for us, a gift to us, uh, giving our best, his best. And so I feel like that's just what we need to do as people, as, you know, human beings is give somebody else your best. And, you know, we always say it's better to give and to receive. It's truly true. It just is. And you'll feel better and you get some of those blues that might come on you at Christmas. Go serve somebody else. You'll actually feel that sense of heaviness lifting if you just go and just try to make it about somebody else for a moment. And I think that will help uh, all of us as we go through this season.
0: Amazing words of wisdom. Amazing. Way to go. Thank you very much for joining me here, Alan. I really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure to get to know you. Uh, we'll have to come back and have a conversation on my regular podcast. Um, I wish you a very Merry Christmas, a very healthy, happy, and prosperous new year.
1: Absolutely. Same to you, Michael. Thank you for having me. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year.
0: Welcome back to the special episode for Christmas Stories. Um, We've got my good friend, James Leo York. You guys know him. He's been on the show a couple of times before. He's with the the 13th Floor Podcast which uh, we'll have information for those of you who are just joining to be able to connect with. It's an outstanding podcast, which we'll talk about here in a few minutes. Um, but first, we want to talk about Christmas memories and, and things like what's your favorite Christmas? Now, you are from Kentucky. I am. So how does Kentucky, how does Kentucky celebrate Christmas? How do you celebrate Christmas?
2: Uh, yeah, uh, well, Kentucky is a temperate area, so... Usually it's cold on Christmas. We, we, if we're lucky, we'll get some flurries. But uh, one thing that's really popular, at least, you know, just to celebrate winter in general, is uh, sledding, if it does snow enough. Mm. And uh, one notable thing, bourbon comes from Kentucky. So uh, putting cognac or brandy or rye whiskey in your eggnog is kind of uh, a sin. So it's got to be bourbon in your eggnog. That's that's one notable thing. <laughs>
0: Yeah, bur- bourbon and the- I've not had bourbon in my eggnog, but you know it's it's uh, it's worth a try, right? It might get it sure is it might solve a few <laughs> health issues. We were just talking about that. <laughs> we might have a surprise cure for a few things. There we so, go. What uh, as I had my Colorado days, I miss my I miss the snow the, mm. in 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 this time of the year in the holiday. I miss the snow on the trees and the mountains and stuff because uh, it'll be down here in Arizona. We really don't see it. And and if we want to see it, we have to drive like 150 miles up. And I really really don't want to do that. But I miss my my Christmas snows. uh, Yeah. Slim with the kids. What's your favorite Christmas memory?
2: Um, One thing I remember was uh, one thing about southeastern Kentucky that's a little different from the rest of the state is you have these haulers. And in these haulers, there are people who are really good at aging ham. I mean, they they have their own pigs. They feed them whatever's laying around. They'll eat chestnuts off the ground, acorns off the ground, poplar blossoms in the spring. So really good pigs. And uh, they'll age them on their own. You know, they'll they'll butcher them and hang them up with tons of coarse salt in really cold weather, which winter's perfect for that. And I remember going into uh, one of those haulers with my dad and uh, the guys related to me, although it's so distant that I can't think of the proper term for it, I guess third or fourth cousin. And this fella, I mean, he, he had got this ham that was just, I've never had Iberian ham. I know it's a very expensive thing. And ham is very popular at Christmas in Kentucky. Uh, and this was just, it it was snowing. We were in the holler. got this great big ham, took it home, cut off the, uh, the, the rotten portion, because it was dry aged and talk about good. And it was just something uniquely Christmassy about the experience and Kentucky about the experience.
0: That's pretty unique, actually. Especially then now, when you say, I'm going I'm to educate or help educate our audience. When sure. you say the holler, what is a holler?
2: Oh, yeah. That's, a, you know, it's so funny. It's a word that I've used my whole life. And it's, uh, so you have these mountains. Uh, the Appalachian Mountains are some of the oldest mountains in the world. And as a result, the older a mountain is, the more weathered it gets. It, they erode. And so these mountains are not big and tall and rocky so much as they're covered in trees and, and soil. So they're, they're difficult to navigate. The railroads don't really go through them. And up until the later quarter of the 20th century, there weren't a lot of paved roads. And even now you go to some of these places and pretty much what it is, it's an area that's mountainous where you can't really effectively put roads. So instead you have gravel roads or dirt roads even more often. That are just very treacherous to navigate. And as a result, you have these communities that are somewhat isolated from the rest of the world. And as a result, there's uh, a unique cultural component, not unlike, and it's often compared to islands, because mountains are a lot like islands in the sense that uh, unique things happen because they're cut off.
0: Well, that's pretty unique. That is pretty cool, yeah. actually.
2: One, yeah. one example is some of these hollers. you go there and there's people who immigrated there, literally walked into those hollers because, you know, again, pre-car trains weren't effective. They immigrated there like 400 years ago and they still kind of sort of sound like English people did 400 years ago. They actually really? sound more like Shakespeare than modern Brits. So that's what I mean when I say isolated.
0: Wow, that's pretty. That's pretty cool, actually. That'd be <laughs> that'd be kind of fun to have a podcast, talk to them on a podcast. Yeah, no, very. Just that's to kind of idea. kind of show that uh, cultural aspect of it, especially continuing with the uh, the accents and things. That's pretty neat. That's Thanks. pretty cool. Didn't experience with any of those. I mean, I, as we you know, I grew up in the mountains of Colorado, and um, we have mountains, mountains. I mean, obviously, there's some thick forest and stuff like that, but. Nothing like what you just described. So I think uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to, to explore that maybe. One of these days, I want to get to the, I want to get to your neck of the woods one of these days, just because good. we want to see Tennessee. We want to see Kentucky. I've got some relatives that still live in Tennessee. Um, I used to have relatives that lived in Kentucky on my grandparents' side. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys have a county there it, called Trigg County. Mm-hmm. It's named after my great, 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 great. Grandfather. Oh, neat. <laughs> really cool. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, so eventually, eventually I might be able to come see you.
2: Yeah. Well, so, one thing on our to-do list then is to get some like real country
0: ham then. <laughs> down in a, from a holler. in a holler, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Christmas, what what are some of the Christmas traditions that uh that usually take place any in I mean like singing, dancing, you know, decorations, mm-hmm. trees, everything uh, kind of stuff like that. The, yeah,
2: uh, the the general American stuff, you know, Christmas carols, eggnog, ham, turkey, uh, decorated Christmas trees, things of that sort. One thing that I think is kind of, uh, I mean, I've, I've heard of other people doing this. I've even heard of it in a film. But uh, gifts, you're not supposed to give a knife as a gift, but knives are very popular as gifts in Kentucky. Mm. So the the logic there is that if you give a knife as a gift, you will cut the relationship you have with the person you you give the gift to—it's like a cursed thing right. to do. So what you have to do if you give somebody a knife as a gift for Christmas is they have to give you at least a penny. So they're really buying their gift in order to uh, prevent that bad luck. So that's kind of a a novel aspect of the gift giving tradition, I guess.
0: Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, my grandpa, my grandfather uh, did that to me. Ah, give me a knife cool. for Christmas, then me. But he said I need I a penny. I said, that's what do you want awesome. a penny for? He said, just give me the <laughs> penny. <laughs> right, yeah. I uh, so yeah, that's nice. We uh, yeah, wow, that's cool. We have, uh, we have uh, um, kind of changed our Christmas traditions here, moving from Colorado <laughs> to Arizona, because obviously where we are, we don't get snow. Sure. Uh, we do get cold, but we don't get any snow. So we've got palm trees in the backyard and, you know, we're... We're decorating it, but Santa will visit the palm trees just as easy as they'll visit the, yeah. the pine trees, right? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Uh, that's kind of fun. Um, tell me about, a little bit about your podcast so we can help people uh, kind of understand. Oh, sure.
2: Yeah. Um, well, The 13th Floor is a podcast that sort of focuses on supernatural things, cryptids, conspiracies. And one thing that's unique about it is we take a more lighthearted take on it. Uh, it's, it's. I don't know if I would call it a comedy podcast, but it's a, at the very least, it's very close, even though we talk about conspiracies and things that we are often rather serious about.
0: Well, that's cool. And it's on every platform. Uh, it sure is. Yeah. If, if,
2: whatever you listen to, you can find it.
0: Now, I put the website on the uh, scroll across the time that, we uh, that you Thank were you. talking, but can you say that for us out loud? Sure.
2: It's uh, 13thfloorpodcast.com.
0: What's your next episode coming up? Is it Christmas related or is it, it scary is. Christmas?
2: It is. We're, we're actually talking about Christmas related stuff. And by sheer coincidence, we didn't talk about anything. I think that was really all that creepy this time.
0: <laughs> so really? it's more
2: positive. Yeah.
0: You could have done a, a Scrooge type, uh, episodes, you know, with uh, the yeah. Christmas, you know, past, forward, or future, and put a new twist you know, on it.
2: La- last year, I talked about kind of like the wild hunt, and Odin, and all that, and its connection to Christmas, and it was a lot spookier.
0: <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm going to have to explore that. We may have to talk yeah. when this gets done. Sounds um, good. But, mm-hmm. uh yeah. Listen, I want to thank you very much for taking this few minutes to uh, talk That's to right us about me. your uh, favorite Christmas memories. I think that uh you just added a very unique perspective, and uh, people should go visit to Kentucky and uh, see what it's like to spend uh, Christmas in Kentucky. Ah, thanks, thanks so much, thanks for having me. Thank you. In continuing our conversation about our favorite Christmas memories and what the holiday means to us, Doctor Don Menj has won twenty-nine national awards as a self-published author of the Queen. Bernita's educational series, including her Christmas book, Queen Bernita's Magical Christmas Train Ride, where you can find it on Amazon. The link will be provided in the show notes as well as her um, uh, website, so you can get in touch with her. But this is going to be an exciting opportunity to kind of find out a little bit about how she wrote the book and what her favorite Christmas memory is. So welcome to the show, Don.
3: Oh, thank you for having me. And um, I have actually won over 44 awards, international awards for my series, um, including some film festival awards in Italy. And I went to the film festival in July and my series won the Special Recognition uh, Champion Award from Conquering Disabilities with Film Festival. And several of my books, one um, best book for Miracle in the Miracle Makers. So I haven't really updated oh, everything um, since that's then. Amazing. That's something I'm going to do over my Christmas break while I'm a teacher. So, yeah.
0: Well, thank you for your service as a teacher. That's, a, <laughs> that's, a, uh, that's an outstanding occupation, actually. Not, well, not enough I, recognition, unfortunately, for teachers.
3: Well, I've been teaching students with severe cognitive delays for over 20 years. So I'm well, getting ready to think about retiring soon. <laughs>
0: Well done, well done on both, actually. Well done. Well, let's let's talk about your your, your obviously you love Christmas. You have a Christmas hat on, so <laughs> let's talk about we your
3: Christmas party today. So we had our Christmas dance, and we had. So I just got home, so I'm wearing my Christmas stuff. And my favorite hol- I I love Christmas. Love Christmas. I love fall. I love all the holidays. But what I wanted to talk about was. My book, all of my books are based on real adventures, my, my family adventures, and everything in our my books is things that I we'd actually done, and everybody in my books are real people. So one of our favorite adventures was when we took the train ride from Williams, Arizona to the Grand Canyon, and then there was 19 of us, and you can see in the back of the book, there was 19 family members, and we all went And after we went on the train ride, we came back, put our pajamas on, and we rode the Polar Express. And there were, our family members were from their seventies to I believe my youngest child, youngest grandson was three. And this is actually him in the picture. And he fell asleep in Santa's lap. He was so tired. But that is what my adventure is based on is our actual trip. And so we went to, in Flagstaff, they had a Santa's workshop. And these are my grandchildren. And so my, the illustrations come from actual pictures from our trips. And they were making um, a stuffed animal inside Santa's workshop. So we went there um, afterwards and it was snowing on our way to the Grand Canyon. And this is my grandson. So we went on the Polar Express and we got to listen to the story, and Santa was on the train. And we had hot chocolate and cookies, and it was snowing, and it was so much fun. And then afterwards, my grandson, he was just so tired, he fell asleep in Santa's lap. So that's what Queen Bernita's Magical Christmas Train Ride is all about. And that is one of our most favorite memories of the holidays.
0: That That's amazing, actually, because you said that um, you... I want to put you here really quick, so we can touch on your book. You, um, your favorite memory was here in Arizona. You don't live in Arizona; you live in you live in a different state, right? So um, you got to come from there to here. And it snowed, which is rare in, here in uh, Arizona. I almost said Colorado because I'm from Colorado.
3: <laughs> it snows a lot in Colorado. <laughs> it, it snows
0: a lot in Colorado. Trust me. That's why I moved to Arizona. <laughs> I said, "Let's put a shovel on the on the car." And when somebody said, "What is that?" That's where we stop, right? The uh, the uh, yeah,
3: actually, it was it was snowing. These are these. This is my grandson, and he's looking out the window of the train, and my granddaughter was also looking out the window, and she actually was able to make a face. So that it was cold, and it was it was snowing when we went to the Grand Canyon. But I actually grew up in the mountains in Southern California, and so that's where I live mm. now, and it snowed this week. <laughs> so yeah, that's it, what we do. It snowed a and
0: bunch
3: of things, this week. Yeah. Oh, next week it's supposed to snow for three days. So I'll be off, and I'll probably be snowed in just watching TV and relaxing. But, yeah, I grew up um, skiing. So we would go um skiing on Christmas Day because it's only like two miles from our house with our my dad and everybody. so I have a lot of really great memories of being in the mountains and it's snowing getting snowed in <laughs> so
0: How, what what, your, what does the holiday mean to you? What does Christmas mean to you? Is it family? is it gifts? is it uh spiritual oh. is it what is it what does it mean to you?
3: It's family. It's being together. We usually go somewhere for, you know, during the holidays, you know, like, like we traveled here, we've been to Hawaii and we spend a lot of time together. And for me, you know, it's just being together and it's, we like to make our own gifts. So if we don't make our own gifts, then my gift to my, I have three children and I have six grandchildren. And so normally what we do is we go somewhere together. That's my gift to them is to do something together. For many years, we went to like Knott's Berry Farm for Christmas and spent, you know, the day there together and um, got to see Santa Claus and do all that. And now, you know, my children are, they're almost in their 40s. So they're really busy. You know, they're all working and going to school. So it's hard to get to get together like we used to when they were little, but it's still the togetherness.
0: Well, that trip, what, you said there were 18 people that went on the trip here to yes. Arizona? Yes. That's a lot of people to take on a trip. That's amazing, actually. What a, what a unique opportunity to be able to take those generations of individuals, get them all together, and experience something like that, both on that train and then on the Polar Express later.
3: Yes, there was, I think we had three different states that were there, California, um, Idaho, and Arizona. Oh, somebody. We were already in Arizona, but my oh. cousin was from Arizona. But yeah, we all got together, and there was four generations. I think were there, and but we do that a lot. We do that a lot. So
0: that's amazing. what a what a, what a unique opportunity. That's really cool. A lot of people, unfortunately, I think that um, people forget that family is the most important thing, yes. and the togetherness of that family is is part of that magic of Christmas. Of the holidays yes. that's that's what i miss about it my parents have passed my grandparents have passed but we used to have huge um huge family gatherings i had well i had yes. 40 cousins actually
3: oh my so, gosh yeah. <laughs> that's a lot. My,
0: my mother <laughs> had seven other brothers and sisters so it was a family of eight plus the grandparents and uh, great uncle and aunts and then uh, their kids and you know um then the kids had kids and so yeah we had a lot of people there was a lot of people we took over we just took over. <laughs> yeah,
3: that's kind of what we do too.
0: <laughs> uh, but it's good. But, it works. <laughs> yes. It works. It works. So, if you were to, this is one more thing before you go. And, um, you know, I like to uh, kind of leave people with a really good message from, from uh, life experiences. Um, what would you say? What advice would you give to people about the holiday and in this particular holiday?
3: Um, everybody starts getting really stressed about making it perfect, you know, and you know what, just having your family there, your friends that you really care about. It's that's perfect. It's not going to go smoothly. There's, I mean, if you have a lot of people, something's going to happen, you know, And but don't stress over it. That's not the purpose of it. And you're losing sight of what Christmas really is. If you're, obsessing over what the gifts that are giving or how much you're spending or, you know, spending time with your family is really what it's about.
0: Hey, thanks for listening to this episode and these stories. I hope you enjoyed them. Stay tuned for more coming on this Thursday as bonus Christmas episodes, as well as Friday. But the story of Christmas and my personal memories, as well as my wife's are going to be this Friday. We're going to take a small break for the holidays and share some of my favorite episodes over the last two years with you between now and the first of the year. I'll see you in January with brand new guests, brand new topics, brand new inspiration, brand new motivation, education, hopefully some laughter, some tears. We're going to share them all with you. So please stay tuned, enjoy the holidays, and I hope you have a very merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Holiday. In a wonderful, happy, healthy, prosperous new year.
3: Thanks for listening to this episode of One More Thing Before You Go, a unique conversation about life. If you like our show and want to know more, check out our website at beforeyougopodcast.com. That's beforeyougopodcast.com. Tell your story.